Welcome in on the mark. Thanks for checking out the podcast coming out every Monday afternoon. Today's show is a special one. The 610 forward out of Clemson, Horace Grant, four-time NBA champion, most importantly, three times with the Chicago Bulls. The NBA All-Star game coming to Chicago. We talked with Horace about that. But most importantly, his least favorite piston. What happens if you flipped Kobe and Michael on the 4 Lakers? Do they win it? Scottie Pippen, Dennis Rodman. A lot of conversation to have with Horace Grant. And it starts right now. Feel free to turn it up. Fifty-four is fifty-four. Is that right? Yep, fifty-four is fifty-four, man. And I'm feeling it every single day. <laughs> yeah, but you look great, Horace Grant. Come on, <laughs> I feel good. It's that California weather and that uh, sweet wine. There, there it is. <laughs> so you're you're here. We're gonna talk some NBA All Star Game back in in Chicago, which if memory serves, 1988. That's rookie year, Horace Grant. Is it not? It it was 1987-88, uh, one of the best years of my life. That was so. That was uh, let's see. That's Michael's fourth year. Mm-hmm. You guys won 50 games. You were backing up Charles Oakley. Mm-hmm. All star game was at Chicago Stadium, the greatest arena in the history of the planet. You know what I was watching the other day? Because I'm a sick. You know, I grew up watching you guys and seeing you out at the multiplex as a kid, and all, all the. I mean, I'm that kid. And uh, I watched '92. You guys win it at home, mm-hmm. and y'all came out on the. Uh, you know, back from the locker room, come like uh, back out on the court. You jump on the scorers' table. They're playing the Hey song, and you guys are singing along with the fans. Like that stuff never happens, where the players and the fans are all one, just celebrating the journey that you guys had had and, and to win a back-to-back and win it at home. I, I got chills watching, i got to be honest. You know, the first year we won it on the road with uh, uh, against the Lakers, but to win it at home in 92, man, it was just something special. And we know, I mean, I'm speaking for the entire team back in, back in the day. If it wasn't for the fans in that crazy Chicago stadium, man, we wouldn't have won those championships. And just to come out and just show our appreciation – for the team being behind us, I mean, even when Detroit Pistons used to kick our butts back in the day, I and mean, we still had the support, we just wanted to uh, come out and show our appreciation. Who did you hate most on the Pistons team? Man, it's that crybaby uh, BLM beer. <laughs> See, there's a long, long <laughs> list now. I mean, I, I couldn't stand any of them. I hated Isaiah. I, I hated Lambeer. I hated Rodman. Mm-hmm. I mean, I didn't even like Spider Cell, and he was a fairly nice dude, but I, I, I hated all of them in that uniform. Well, you remember, uh, I punched uh, Joe Dumars, one of the nicest guys. <laughs> you know, he hit me with an elbow, and I punched him. Of course, I got thrown out the game, but um, Lambeer was something different, man. Um, uh, it seems like he wanted to, to end your career out there. Um, you know, back in the day, being physical, 
that was the 80s and 90s. That was okay. But to try to really hurt someone, uh, it's kind of crossing the line. Yeah, I remember in like one of the championship videos, you talked about it, like that you got hit with an elbow in one game, and, and Michael's coming over to you. You're, you're making a face right now. Yeah. Was that Lambeer that hit you? And you were like, you, I mean, you were fuming. No, that was uh, James Edwards. Okay. That was, I call him Buddha. Yeah. Actually, he's a good friend of mine. Um, he just hit me with the elbow, and MJ came over. I'll never forget this. He came over and said, man, do not let them see you hurt. I know, I know it's hurting, but don't let them see you hurt. And that, that seemed like the pain just left my face. I'm like, all right, all right. And uh, I think that was just a part of uh, getting more mature as a, as a team and as a player. Well, and you, coming up, you had to go against Oak and practice every day. I mean, that had to be some hurt right there. Man, that was ice baths every night going against Oak. I mean, that's my man from then until now. Um, he taught me the ins and outs on the court, um, how to never back down, how to be physical, um, and kind of taught me the streets a little bit too. Well, you've played with so many. I mean, you play with Michael. I'm going to say greatest player of all time. Some people want to argue that. I, I want to fight them when they do. Don't, but, don't argue. Yeah, don't. Right. Yeah. You, 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 you play with Scotty. You, you, you were a three-time champion with the Bulls. You won a championship with the Lakers. You played with Shaq. You played with Penny. You, you played with Kobe yeah. in his prime. Yeah. I mean, this is a, it's, a, it's really the who's who of the NBA, the 90s and, and, and late 80s and, and the 2000s, too. I mean, you got all of them in there. Like, I, I, I was watching Kobe was talking – with uh, I don't know, you saw him with Stephen Jackson and Matt Barnes on their podcast, mm-hmm. and they asked him, "Do you do you ever sit with Michael and and just talk shop?" And yeah, yeah, we do. He's like, and what was he say? Well, how would my '91 team do against your '03 team? And so then I was thinking of you because you you can you can speak to that and and, and well, what, but what did Michael say? He said, "I well, number one, let's do matchups. I'd go against you and I'd bust your ass." And so <laughs> and they're and they're laughing about it. But like, what what team do you think that you played on was was, was the best team? Oh man, gosh, I've been so blessed to play. Oh man, so many uh, great teams. I remember, of course, winning that first one against the against the Lakers and Magic Johnson, James Worthy, Sam Perkins, man. And you know you had Vladi and you had AC Green. Um, my year in 2001, when we went undefeated with the Lakers, went undefeated um, um, in the playoffs. We lost only one game against Philadelphia in the finals. Um, that was a crazy game with Allen Iverson stepping over Ty Lue. Man, what a performance for that guy! Hey, Just to get one win in that series, unbelievable. Listen, he was the answer, man. I'm yeah. telling you. Um, <laughs> But if I, I mean, even though our record was better back then in 01, I would have to go with uh, with the Bulls, and, and I say that in respect that you cannot bet against Michael Joy. So, and then when we go through the Bulls teams, a lot of people fly up like 90, 95, 96, the seventy two win team was the best, and and I say well, me personally, mm-hmm. I go with ninety one. Y'all went 15-2 and two in the playoffs. The two games you lost, in and out against the Lakers in game one, you all were tight. It was the first game in the finals, yeah. and you still almost won. The game was halfway down, came out. And the other game you lost was to the Sixers. I think you were down like 24 yeah. and pushed that one overtime and lost by two. You swept Detroit. You swept the Knicks. Mm-hmm. You had you all were athletically in your prime, and that team, maybe you didn't know how good you were, but that team – in '92, it was a little more wear and tear. I I, I just go with the '91 team. I, I mean, that's that's one reason why I said, uh, you know, even though we had a better record when I was with the Lakers in the in the in the playoff, um, 
that that ninety one team was something special, man. And and the, the company non- nominated would probably be me and Dennis Rodman. Right. And we both can play defense. Uh, we, I mean, he's a better rebounder, but I held my own. And there's no way he can outscore me. <laughs> right. And and like, look, I, I will. I'm just. I I think for any true Bulls fan, a true Bulls fan who who went through the Detroit years and maybe can all go all the way back to say Norman Van Leer and Jerry Sloan and those guys. We want to throw that out there. You 54 is a bull. Mm-hmm. Dennis, he's a, he's a piston man. At the end, I don't care if he won three titles here. That's that's where his love was. That's where he grew up. That's mm-hmm. where he enjoyed playing. I mean, I'm sure he loved being here and a part of the whole thing. But that's that's just how I break it down. Like this dude, and and you were a better offensive player than Rodman, mm-hmm. and you were and you were younger that team. And and I also look at it like it was 91 MJ versus 96 MJ. I'm mm-hmm. taking 91 MJ. All day. I mean, that '96 MJ was a killer, but that that '91, <laughs> that dude was something special, man. Because he knew after we got over the hump of Detroit Pistons, he knew that we had the team to uh, make it to the finals. And when Michael Jordan make it to the finals, he don't lose. <laughs> yeah, and right, you got, you guys had to get over that hump. But once, if you, if Detroit hadn't been in your way, you you, you might have. But I also think it made you guys who you were, right? <laughs> Yeah, um, but MJ, he would never give Detroit that 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 much credit in really? terms of um, saying that they didn't make us; we made ourselves. You know, we knew what we had to do. Yeah, yet and still, we had to get over there, uh, get over that hump, meaning the the, the Pistons. But um, we just knew mentally we had to come prepare, uh, be prepared for them. Yeah. So, all right, I want to get into the All-Star game and, and also what's going on with our current Bulls edition. We'll have to touch on that for a minute here. But, you know, I was talking to somebody the other day, and I mentioned this before we you know open up the microphones here. You came out of country, <laughs> straight country, Georgia, Sparta, Georgia, mm-hmm. and you and your twin brother. And the odds for you to get to where you've gotten to in your life, they, they were not in your favor. So can you just what, what was it like growing up, and, and what, what was around you, and, and how did you do it? Man, uh, if anyone knows Sparta, Georgia, it's a deep part of um, Georgia, like um, not even urban, it's the country. I mean, the city where I lived, uh, it took about a week to drive to the city. (laughs) It was back then, but uh, we grew up uh, very, very poor. Uh, Poverty, just, you you don't even know. You don't know where your food was, your meals were gonna come from. We had to hunt, fish for, for food. You name it. it, just we were just blessed to be tall and basketball man. If it wasn't for basketball, I don't know where that we would be right now. So young Horace was out fishing for food for real. Is that a true story? True story. Fishing, uh, whatever you caught, you ate. Wow. Yeah. You go hunting, whatever you kill, that's what you had to eat. Man. What were you uh, killing? Uh, raccoons. Wow. Um, uh, possums. Rabbits, squirrels, you name it, man. That freak you out? Like I'm now go- it does. <laughs> now it does. Man, you couldn't pay me a million dollars to eat that stuff now. But back in the day, I mean, if you want, if you want to go hungry, you had to, you had to eat, man. I mean, my my parents worked their butts off, but you know, you had bills and you had four four kids, so it was it was pretty tough. Who taught you how to do that? My mother and my father and my aunts and my uncles and my grandparents. It was a village. So it was just like no, this is normal activity. Oh, yeah. That was normal until uh, 
probably until I my junior year in high school. Wow. Yeah. Would you get teased at school for that, or was there, was there all the other kids doing the same thing? Uh, no. We got teased, and that's why I got into so many fights. You did? Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's why <clears throat> I knew the NBA um, it was going to be, I wouldn't say a cakewalk, but how, you, how I grew up, I knew I was going to fight every single day out there on that floor. So then I'm just thinking about a kid who's hunting for food. Mm-hmm. Now you're in the NBA. And your paper kept on going up and up and up. But, you're, you know, your first year in the NBA, you're getting this check and, and you're looking at it. I mean, how do you even get any concept of, like, what am I supposed to do with this money and, and, and how am I supposed to live and, and the whole thing? I mean, it's just that's such a huge, huge change. Well, that's, that's why it, uh, the old saying, it takes a, a village to raise a family. I had some, some great people around me. My high school principal, my coach, my godmother was the county commissioner. I had some great people around me. And when I signed with my, my agent, they made sure that he did the right thing by me. So Who was your agent? It was uh, Jimmy Sexton. Oh, right. Yeah, okay. Jimmy Sexton. Okay. My, 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 my father, who's in his 90s, right, back in the day, he took a, he took a whirlpool with you at, at the multiplies. He told you to save your money. Yeah. <laughs> Papa Fred was looking out for you. Yeah, for right. horse. I'm, like, I'm like, Dad, he'll be all right. Uh, all right, here, let's talk about this All-Star game. We've got uh, the All-Star Fit Celebration. We've got the Junior NBA Day with Under Armour. We've got the 13th Annual NBA Cares All-Star Days of Service. We got basketball without borders. So much stuff going on here. I got to experience uh, the All-Star Game as a media guy back in, in Houston a couple of years ago. And it's just, I mean, it's awesome. There's so many cool events. Man, to, to have this fantastic game back here since 1988, it is a miracle. And I want everybody, I mean, we should come out um, as fans of of basketball to come out and support the NBA All-Stars, man. Uh, you can go to NBA events with the nest.com to uh, get your tickets to um, to all the events. I mean, from toddlers to grown-ups, it's something for everybody. So, now I don't, I don't, I don't want to. We got NBA people in the studio here, so I want to apologize <laughs> in advance of what I said. But, but they ha- on Sunday morning they have breakfast with a legend. So if this is for our, our wealthy listeners out there, we got a couple of pockets of dollars in the pocket who want to go and have bre- uh, pancakes with Horace or Bill Russell or whoever. Mm-hmm. So I don't know exactly how I got into that event the last time I got in there, but <laughs> but it was amazing. Like mm-hmm. the the store Ernie Johnson was the MC, mm-hmm. and you got all Great these guy. people telling stories mm-hmm. and heartfelt stuff and just the whole league is right there um there's just a certain pride that when you look at the nba of where it's come from where it is and how diverse and how welcoming mm-hmm. and the personalities uh, it, it's just an, it's an awesome place and i mean to hear any story that uh, uh a man like bill russell would tell you better listen um i mean from from dr j yeah. um oscar robinson kareem you can go on and on even Horace Grant and Scottie Pippen now, you know, we're old heads. Um, it, it's just a, a, a great event to, to listen to stories, how they grew up, uh, what they went through during that time with the Celtics and the Sixers. Um, you know, it's, it's, it can be life-changing. Who, uh, who was your idol growing up? Did you, who were you paying attention to? Man, I hate to say this, but the Celtics. Wow. Dave Cowens and John Hamachek was my players. Really? 
Oh man, <laughs> I, I, yeah, the Celtics, man. It's, <laughs> and my my twin brother Harvey was the Sixers. Oh wow, okay, yeah. that was a great rivalry. Yes, indeed. Yeah, and you know, football teams. He was the Cowboys, and I was the Steelers. Oh wow, still is so. So there's there's always been this. You and Harvey got a little something going on here. Always. <laughs> who, who would win one on one back in the day? Uh, I would beat his ass. <laughs> <laughs> there, there was no hesitation right no, there. No. <laughs> all right, all right. Let me ask you a couple. Let me do some player comparisons before you get on out of here. Uh, prime. I'm gonna put you on the spot now. Okay. Prime Penny. Prime Scotty. Ooh, woo! Man, that's a tough one. Penny was real. Listen, and Scotty was real. You know, anybody needs to go back and look at Penny Hardaway in his prime. I've sat there and watched him take over games when Shaq got in foul trouble. I mean, I'm looking, I'm, I'm like, is this Magic Johnson? But Scotty Pippen, that dude is something special, man. From coming from Central Arkansas, not being able to dribble, and in his prime, I would have to get the edge to Pip, man. So, I love Pip's game, and and I and I try to when I try to compare him, like, who would I rather have, Scotty or say say Barkley? You want you, you want a bucket, mm-hmm. you're gonna give the ball to Charles. Mm-hmm. He's a problem. And but like when you think about Pippen's Scotty's overall game, everything that he does, what it and and I mean everybody loved playing with him, right? Because he he's gonna play D and he's gonna set you up and he's not gonna he's gonna make it easier for everybody on the court. So it's like it's hard to take. I feel I feel like he, even though he's one of the top fifty of all time, I almost feel like he gets underrated. Listen, I mean, yeah, you can give Charles the ball to score. But Charles gonna play defense, <laughs> but Pip all around game man. People just um, he's so un- to me he's top fifty of course, but he's so underrated man. People just don't understand what he did for this uh, this team, the Chicago Bulls. Defense, rebound, open floor, worked on his three point shooting, yeah. got better, and he made his teammates better. When MJ retired. That year we won fifty five games, which Pip should have got MVP. He got, I think he got MVP in the All Star uh, game. Okay, but he should have got man the way he carried us and was our leader. It just shows you something about that young man. Yeah, nobody thought that that team. People didn't think you were going to make the playoffs. No, no, and we, you know, the thing is, <clears throat> you get tired of being called Jordan and the Jordanaires, right? And then you have, I mean, we knew what type of talent we had. You know, we had the um, old head Bill Cartwright, and then uh, uh, myself and Tony and BJ, all of us. We knew, man, Pete Myers. We we knew. We knew we had the team. I mean, um, un- until that phantom foul. Right. <laughs> I mean, who knows? You, you, you could have you gone to the finals and, and played a team and the whole thing. But that was – that's like when when people talk about the greatest team of all time. It's like, look, man, those dudes won fifty five games without MJ. Yeah. You put you put MJ in my mind. This is in my mind. You know, I I don't think anybody beats the nineties Bulls. You can you can talk about the Lakers. You can talk in any era, but that team, you guys were phenomenal defensively. You had the you had the best scorer in the history of the game. You had the most clutch guy. You got and there was just so many things you could do. I just tell anyone you you take. Today, you take the best player from any team. Take LeBron when he was in Cleveland. You take him away. Uh, you take uh, uh, Durant from OKC. You take any best player 
and see how that team performs. It's going to tell you a lot about that team. When MJ retired, it told the whole story about uh, that team. You're, you're, I'm going to yell if I keep you more than one more minute, but I want just the last one here. Tell me the story of the 1.8 that year you're talking about. Mm-hmm. Phil's going with Tony because one thing about Scotty, the money shot at the end of the game uh-huh. wasn't him. Right. Tony, on the other hand, he had that ice water. And so, but so you're sitting there and now he won't go on the court. What was what was going on in your head? You know, actually, we were like, you know, what the hell? And you know, the mature of that team, we could have just like went off on him the whole nine yards and been distracted of what Phil had drew up. We went out there and and Tony made that shot and it was like, all right, yeah, Phil made. Know what he's doing, but we, uh, Bill Cartwright addressed it in the locker room. That was the first time I ever seen Bill Cartwright cry. He said, "Pip, you let us down. You let the whole team down." And Pip felt so bad, man. We understood, we understood, but yet and still, um, it wasn't the thing to do. But we all make mistakes. Man. Sometimes the ego gets in the way. It's yeah. it's a part of getting to where you guys got to in your life. You can't do it without an ego, right? Oh, yeah, you asked. MJ, Kobe, uh, Shaq, <laughs> and Egos. <laughs> all right, all right, last one, I'm going to poke at the bear, and this is the last one for real. You take the last Lakers team that you were on, you end up losing the finals to Detroit, right? Right. All right, I'm taking Kobe off that team. I'm putting Mike on it. You all win him? You all beat Detroit? We beat Detroit maybe 4-1, 4-2. Right? I mean, let's be real here. You put Mike on that team, come on. You ain't losing to, to, to Chauncey Billups and the Pistons. You put MJ on that team with Shaq? Are you kidding me? Right. Yeah, come on. That, that, end of story. Right. So what he talks about not getting the six is like, dude, <laughs> come on. Any rate. Okay. Horace, great to great to see you always. Uh, I look forward to the next conversation we have. NBA All-Star Game coming up here. Uh, one more time, where do you get your tickets? NBAevents.com. The great Horace Grant, four-time NBA champion, NBA All-Star, four-time second-team defense, all of it. <laughs> 54. <laughs> See him at the All-Star Game. Thanks so much, Horace. All right. Thanks for having me. Thanks for listening to On the Mark. Subscribe, rate, tell a friend. We will see you next week. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.